2: McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via Apple participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and time supply. See you at McDonald's.com. <laughs>
0: everybody to uh, another edition of the Bristol City podcast. The final score at Ellen Road. Didn't really expect anything else, did we? It finished Leeds United 2, Bristol City 1. I drew some consolation from the fact that a Leeds supporter on Twitter put we were the best side to appear at Ellen Road so far this season in the sense that at least we tried to play uh, football, but uh, no consolation. Uh, 11 games into the season and that stoked defeat does start to make it look a bang average start, because if we'd have won that one and made it 2-1-3 after the international break, or sorry, 3-1-2 after the international break, rather than two wins, one draw, three defeats, I think we'd have felt a little bit more uh, buoyant than I certainly feel this morning. Uh, joining me this morning are uh, my two regulars, Mark and uh, Ian, as I always do. Uh, you first, Mark. Yeah, final whistle goes. You know what might have been or expected. What were your initial thoughts without getting into the detail of the game?
3: I thought City. Uh, it, there was there was a there was an inevitability, like you said, about you know about losing to Le- Leeds United. City played with more confidence than they did against uh, Leicester City. They tried to take the game game to Leeds, but ultimately were overwhelmed by Leeds' quality, energy. Uh, and the amount of chances that they created, City stayed in the game as long as they could, but ultimately the score flattered City and Leeds could have won the game uh, well before uh, their, uh, their their second goal. And City, uh, City's subs bench, that uh, City's replacements were poor, didn't add anything. Only two or three players stood out. And these games just shows us how show us how far shorter we are of the quality to be able to make an impact in this division. So ultimately, uh, a frustration as usual.
4: Okay,
0: Ian, your take on the uh, overall situation.
4: Well, as usual, the positives first. It was a better display than Leicester. Uh, positive substitutes. At least we tried to affect the game. Dicky and Naismith defended well, and their distribution was, although it was 50-50, you could see a plan in trying to play that long diagonal to get the wide players in space, but that only works if the wide players are good. First half, Bell was. Uh, Sykes had one of those mayor games. Uh, better performance from Williams in James in midfield. I thought Williams was unlucky to get taken off. Um, and better set pieces. The problem was that that was countered by negatives. Knight and Sykes looked really leggy. Uh, con- continually lost possession, turned the ball over. Poor composure in the final third. Again, we lacked quality, tempo in control. Uh, shooting was non-existent. It was a defeat, obviously. That's a negative. And we were poor technically. Our first touch, passing the ball and passing it behind the player, just receiving it. Uh, our, we played in a lot of crosses, but most of them were quite poor. And Naki got injured.
0: Yeah, we don't know... Uh... Quite how bad that is, and he's not a player that uh, stays down when he's injured. Mark, if we look at the team, as we say week in week out, it's almost picking itself. There was no uh, George Tanner, so Taylor gardner Hickman uh, kept his place on the right up front. It was Naki Wells coming back in. I mean, predictable the lineup, really, wasn't it? Yes.
3: Yeah, because we're we're paper thin up there. Um... It's having a an, a player in the, in uh, you know in in the middle of that free who's capable of holding the ball up or lead or leading the line. So at the moment, the uh, in in uh, Pearson's mind, it's Perm between, Naki Wells and Harry Cornick. Uh, doesn't want to seem to play Andy Vyman there. Uh, he's just being eased back into the he's back into the side, and your midfield free, unless I think that. I don't know. I, I I still would like to see Cal Naismith there, but he trusts him. Uh, he won't you know he wants to play him. Uh, you know at it, the it, it back, um, and that's you know he's the only he's the only player that can play there. I think until Rob Atkinson comes back, we won't he won't have a cho- have a choice to make. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. we're stuck with those three. I don't think he'll play Andy King from the start. Although King can be quite useful, as he showed when he came on for his brief cameo against. Robberham but I think we're paper thin that's why we're stuck with the you know with the midfield three every single game and really little choice with the front three until Tommy's fully fit I think Tommy could lead could lead the line could he hold on to the ball I don't know we want to see him but yeah until players are fully fit we're going to see the same side every week
0: Ian uh, Mark just said uh, that Nigel's rotating Cornick and Wells I mean was there You know, Tommy came on and scored those two uh, wonder goal. Well, wonder goals, two cracking goals on uh, Wednesday night against Rotherham. Um, you know, if you bring him on, Tommy chasing the game. You know, you might be two one down with 15 minutes to go. Or is it better? And after his performance, you say to Tommy, "Look, I'm going to give you the first half. Yeah, see if you can carry on where you left off." And you know, what, what do you take on on that point here?
4: Well, the only option we got is tactical because at the moment we've got seven players injured. We started that game yesterday with six players injured in a, a deliberately uh, constructed small squad. So um, I'll say it again. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. And that's where we are. Um, if you have if you have Tommy Conway in your side, you have to give him the ball. And that's the problem. Um, having Tommy Conway in our side a fully fitting on form Tommy Conway is a little bit like putting a Rolls Royce engine in a lawnmower. Yeah. He'll be the next one to go. Uh, the club will want to sell him as the club now want to sell all their best players. And if we don't succeed this season, and I don't think for a minute we will on everything I'm seeing, um, then he'll be the next cab off the rank. Yeah, and if he scores a lot of goals. Um, we'll get even more for him, and that's even more to go in the coffers because at the moment, I think it's fair to say that not enough of the Scott Semenyo money has been or will be reinvested. And if oh, we, no. hang on, if we're mid-table uh, in uh, come January the first. Then that that you can you'll see that in spades that it won't be reinvested.
0: But it's it's such a mediocre division this year, uh, Ian. And if you say yeah, but so are we, Dave. Yeah, no, I know that. If you're mid-table, you know we're mid-table now. Yeah, just slightly below it, and we're we're only three points off the playoffs. Yeah, Mm -hmm. if come January when it's half the season gone and we're three points off the playoffs, the clamour from the fans is going to be quite strong I would say to at least splash a little bit of cash or do you think they might go well, down the loan route but then Nigel doesn't like that does he
4: well there's there was a strong clamour for the fans about the Scott money and you can remind me again how much of that we spent well there
0: yeah, you until
4: go. Um, until,
3: right. until David until we show some consistency on the pitch we're not going to even get anywhere near the top six um I think Carl Naismith alluded to that in his interview there's just no con- consistency um you know with what you said we we never really uh built up any periods of pressure all the best the best chance we had to score yesterday were from cornix long throws and yeah. corners. All right. You well, can't, you kind of can't, you can't go finger. anywhere. Just relying no. on
0: that. You, you that's need, you need I to do... take.
3: You need to take. You need to take some points off the top side, You know, just one or two points here. Otherwise, think... we're we're always going to be saying we're going to be relying on on on, on like a mini league of beating, of beating clubs in the middle and bottom of the table. You've got to tr- you've got to try and take some. Points. I, like
0: I say again, the mediocrity of the division, and you say about getting consistency. Mm. sides are inconsistent I mean if you look at Preston I think they've lost three on the spin at the moment you know I watched a bit of Sunderland Middlesbrough you know Middlesbrough Gave him a good go in. I, I didn't see what the sending off was for. And it was for cool. well,
3: that that's that's very interesting. He he, he basically uh, he got he got the player got booked and he said to the ref, it's an effing free kick. And the referee said, you know, swear in second yellow, you're off. And I think that's quite refreshing because it shows that the referees in control and there's zero tolerance this season. So that was yeah. it. That's what undid them.
0: Yeah, and then apparently the referee said to Mowbray before the game, he's going to referee the game with uh, humility. But that consistency is only being shown by two sides, evidenced by the fact that Ipswich in second are eight points clear of Preston in third. So there's five points separating 12 clubs at the moment. It is uh, ridiculous. I mean, again, we're going to get into the, the, the analysis of this game. Ian, it's a quarter of the season gone. You know, Ipswich Town. You know, is this just a fluke, a new division bounce? Because they certainly seem to be uh, being consistent, and I don't see them having splashed the cash in a Mark Ashton-esque type of way. What, what, what have, what's the recipe of their success that seems to be being maintained?
4: <clears throat> I think a lot of it's to do with their ownership, where they will provide. A sufficient amount of money but they won't um let him behave like a greedy kid in a sweet shop as we did well i say we steve so um but the, the question of consistency just to pop back to that very briefly you'll never be consistent as a team with inconsistent players so that's your problem we've got inconsistent players we've got players who are good and bad from one game to the next yeah. so that's your problem and that's all about recruitment um as mark would say understanding the dna of the player
0: um, not this one that's mark ashton
4: not <laughs> much of it yeah yeah and um it is it, it is it a flute? with it switch well we'll soon find out we're playing them um a couple of games time so and and we'll have two players come back knackered from international duty who already look knackered against Leeds. all right so, um yeah as far as we I'm see not expecting, you know dave i think the difference at ipswich is mark ashton's mark ashton right but the ownership there are obviously keeping a tighter rein and tighter control on the amount of funds going in now what he has done really well is It looks like he's recruited a very, very good young coach, who's yeah. been spoke about quite in quite glowing terms, as he would do for what he's achieved. Bearing in mind he didn't get them up, uh, get Ipswich up the first season he was there. Second season they did get up, and yeah. now he started well. But no, I don't think it's anything to do with promotion banks or momentum, because if you look at Sheffield Wednesday, they're at the other end of the table. I know, and unbelievably, uh, 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 it so it, it's not that. But I, I don't. I'm not expecting us to do any better than we are now and finish any higher <coughs> than we are now, because we'll never get enough players fit in on form. And, mm. you know, that's assuming everybody comes back from inter- international duty, um, fit and firing.
0: Yeah.
4: All right, let's get into the action.
0: Uh, Mark, the game was uh, refereed by... <coughs> oh, excuse me. The game was refereed by Keith Stroud, who's probably one of the better re- referees uh, when you look at the general standard uh, that we've witnessed of late, it seems to have gone down. I know we had a period where we were saying referees, particularly during COVID, you know, it seemed to be, it was okay. We weren't talking about them so much. But let's get into the action. I thought we started brightly, um, but then on five minutes, um, a penalty appeal. At least we appealed, unlike we did at Rotherham. I don't know whether they listened to this podcast and said we should be screaming at the ref because... Yet again, another silly booking, but um, Rob Dickey was uh, booked for uh, dissent, apparently.
4: Um, now, according, to D- did, Dave, to according to the BBC, it was Joe Williams. Not It was. was,
0: you're right. There was some confusion on the day, wasn't there? Yeah. Anyway, at least we appealed. Mark, in your view, was that a penalty? And do you agree that we started, uh, we started brightly enough?
3: Yeah, we were getting the ball down the channels. Uh, we we're doing well, especially, particularly down the left with Sam Bell. But uh, in this occasion, Wells puts in a great cross from a recycled corner. And as far as I'm concerned, Sam Byram falls on, you know, dives on top of uh, Dickey and clatters him. VAR, I know this is, you know, you're going to get fed up on me saying this and listeners, VAR gives it, but the referee doesn't see, see enough. He's on top of him. If, he, if he's preventing him from, from a, from a goal-scoring opportunity... That's a penalty. It just drives drives me mad. All right, we're, we're picking, we're picking little bits. That's all we can get because the quality was poor. That was a pen that was a penalty, but there you go.
0: Then you've got to blame the linesman to some extent because the referee was probably positioned like the referee against Rotherham for the uh, Sam Bell rugby tackle incident. You know, he can Well that was see... the, I
3: mean, oh yeah. Don't get me don't get me started on that one. Oh. <laughs> but this was, this was a penalty.
0: Yeah, but the linesman, he's over that side. Yeah, yeah he yeah. he's got a good view. But do you think that's a case of you know it's an Ellen Road, big crowd, they're not gonna get it. I just it.
3: think, you know, sometimes I've I've spoken to um uh, uh assistants before years ago, and, and they, they say sometimes the ref I don't know whether it's changed, a referee likes to control everything. And sometimes, you know, they even even throw ins, you know, you'll get a nod, but they're all mic they're all mic'd up. Yeah, I mean that is a that that was a that was a clear penalty to me, to me. I don't know if Ian agrees. VAR gives it. Sorry, we haven't got VAR in the championship, but uh, it's a it's a clear penalty. But
0: there you, go. there you go. Penalty in your view, Ian, what you saw of it? Yeah. So war. Um, but at least we appealed this time though, didn't we? Yeah.
4: Well, we appealed if you look if you watch the one at the one at Rotherham back, we appealed there. There were three or four players running towards the referee with their arms up. But the, the the referee at rotherham i think was incompetent um that was one of stroud's better games yesterday apart from that stupid booking for taking the throw 20 yards behind <laughs> where it was I, I really don't see the sense in booking a player for that um gob is, is totally different and as i've said previously on the podcast i'd fine anybody at least two thousand pounds any booking for descent because they know they know they know they've been told i know it's the heat of the moment and all the rest of it but you just got to control yourself sometimes mm-hmm. um but yeah that was it that was another stonewall penalty and we we still had Naki on the field at that point. <coughs> we might have even scored it
0: yeah yeah they uh mark they got back into it got into their stride as you say um, yeah, they got quality all over the pitch. You won't delve into how much that uh, they've spent uh, by virtue of their parachute payments. they got Daniel Farker, who's a manager, but he would have been absolutely appalled by what happened. I think it was on about 11 minutes after our good yeah. start, where James to Somerville to Rutter. I mean, that was probably one of the worst misses I've seen for many a year.
3: Yeah, I think that was up there with Ronnie Rosenthal uh, for Liverpool against against Villa. Or that he, he arrives, he arrives onto the ball late. You know, as what it was one of those. The ball comes across. I think it was a scuff cross, but he, all he has to do is, is is just knee it in, really, or or uh, or you know, let the ball hit him rather than put any effort on the ball. And he he's one yard out at the back post. And he hits it over the bar it's harder it's harder to miss than it is to score georginio I, I think
0: you would have scored that one mark
3: probably possibly yeah, yeah you know i don't know if i don't know if i don't know if i'd have got to the ball i might have been on the halfway line you know when we zimmer frame but yeah so they missed that <laughs> they one missed Ian. It. Embar- they, embarrassing
0: they missed that one and then they had uh, uh max did a decent save from Ampadu. i mean it was i would say decent Routine. They were starting to get into their stride a bit. Well, we were still in the game. How much of a blow do you think it was, Ian, losing Naki on the half hour? You know, he's got two weeks to recover now because he's obviously not on the international duty. Well, he won't be because he's injured. But was that was that a big blow to us on the day? Because Cornick hadn't done too bad, I didn't think, against Rotherham.
4: No, I don't. I don't think the form is in. Uh, particularly anywhere near the penalty area and shooting in one thing and another, it wasn't a huge blow. It just adds to the list. And bearing in mind, he hasn't had, a, had the dreaded scan yet. Um, and th- that tends to be, Oh, it's good news. It's not as bad as we thought he'd be out for six weeks or, uh, Oh, I'm sorry. It's bad news. It's another ACL. Um, he, he, he hobbled off. Um, he was walking a bit easier as he got round and he appeared back on the bench in the second half in his, uh, in his going home clothes, I'll call them, but um, his civvies. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, was it a, was it a blow? Yeah, was it one of those things? Was it did it contribute to us losing the game? I don't really think so. No,
0: no. And things we're talking about injuries. Uh, have you seen that? Uh, is it Chris Basham? That was just oh, awful, one, wasn't
4: it? horrendous. There was,
0: no other player. was it just the way he got his stud caught in the ground didn't he or something with that
4: i i don't know it, it put me in mind of that david boost one the coventry player at man united yeah
0: yeah that
3: was
4: god That that's about 30 years ago when... somebody's somebody's leg and it looks like you know the ankles just pointing off totally in the wrong direction um it was horrible but um chris basham this and, is
3: sheffield united is it yeah
0: yeah yeah, he was just running, just caught, just caught himself. See, Bobby
4: yeah, was uh, a, Bobby was actually, I think I'm right in saying he was the player that Baker collided with in his last ever game, where where he got the concussion.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's possible. Basham's yeah. Bash come Weed. up from he's come up from League One with them. You know, he's been with yeah. them. Uh, he's he's you know a handful of players. A stalwart, have been
0: there. a stalwart is yeah. Stalwart, Bobby scored, uh, in that one yesterday for uh, Fullerman, Interestingly joe bryan scored for uh, Millwall, uh and what have you uh, mark come to you for the goal their opening goal on 37 minutes it was building and building um how did you how, how did you uh how did you see it uh
3: it was i mean yeah it was building and building and building jason knight He's in, in, he's, he's on the right side of the penalty area, and basically, Glenn Kamara, robs him easily. He's trying to shield the ball, or just belt the ball out of the area, man. Uh, and he's, he's, he's trying to shield the ball, and I think, uh, I think it falls to, uh, to, to Rutter. Uh, you know, his momentum. It, it, Kamara's basically won the ball, won the ball. Rutter takes the momentum. And passes the ball across the area to Dan James, who puts it in the upper, in the right-hand corner. But Jason Knight too weak there. Just belt, yeah. just belt the ball. Don't try and shield the ball in your own in your own penalty Two players down on you. Yeah, it might Just, have been just scruff, bottom. just scruffily. Just yeah. just come, just belt it did away.
0: That, did now? I know Max did a good save after it, but just before that, did Max save from Pirro as well? Just before, or was that yes? An
3: no, yeah. there, it was yeah, that was it was it was part we just didn't we just didn't clear it we just didn't clear the ball. Didn't I clear mean, that's yeah, right. he carried it. Yeah, the ball it, didn't the, yeah, the right. ball, the ball hit his stomach. It was really weird. The ball hit him right in the chest and they recycled the ball. But we've done this before this season. I mean, for goodness sake, just belt the ball away or put in a tackle. Just don't mess around. It's it's it was an awful mm. way to concede a goal. Um they looked that's like they, they were gonna score, but why give him a chance?
0: I know. Ian, um, Mark's pointed a little bit of a finger at uh, Jason Knight. Um, I know we've spoken a couple of times offline, and you've probably said it on here. Um, Knight is not doubting he's a good player, but you know the, some of the plaudits he's been getting are a little bit overstated, and he he should have done better there, wasn't he? Because he was facing his own goal, and he just allowed himself to be robbed in a in a dangerous situation, he could have conceded it for a corner if he knew he was losing possession, what, did, what was your take on the
4: goal? Yeah, it was his fault I mean it's as simple as that, you don't go for a mazy dribble in your own penalty area, uh, I'm all for uh, playing out if you've got the ability to do it, but when you're surrounded and it's in the penalty area, as Mark correctly said, he could have kicked that ball out for a throw in Yeah. Um. and and I, I I don't mind when someone's under pressure doing that, just don't overplay and cock it up and over the last few games i don't think he's been very good and i know for some city fans that's a little bit like saying god doesn't exist but (laughs) it it's it's a fact and you know i I base my opinions on what i see i I don't base my opinions on how good somebody is or is meant to be and this thing that you came out with about people are saying he should be at a top six premier club and at the time i remember the word I use, rather unkindly I said well they must be morons and if they think they're
0: well it might have been a load of drunken Irish people after he'd been man of the match against Netherlands well, I, I mean you know that's
4: a, uh, that's a bit like the Donald Trump you know people are saying people are saying yeah well a lot, <laughs> a lot of people say a lot of stupid things don't they it do not make it a fact um, so that's why I call the the eat poo seven billion flies can't be wrong argument um, so I I think no, he he needs a rest, and that's why well, I'm slightly critical. He'll be trooping off on international duty. I know it, the club can't help it. No, he's, it is
0: what it is. We We've got a little trio of them all together. You know. Yeah, and
4: yeah,
0: it's not something
4: sensible. I mean, it it he's, he looks knackered. He looks like he could do with a rest. And I've said it previously. It, it's he was playing. I know he's played Championship football before. It was pointed out by somebody who was. Making comments on the podcast, he's played over 100 championship games, but he didn't play him last season. And it, he is make, and he's moved to a different club. He's playing more consistently in one position because he played all over the place yeah. for um, uh, for Derby. He the last I think the last six or seven games of the season, he played four different positions, um, including left wing. So. You know, he'd give Wyman a game in that position if Tanner's fit. Well, we we'll
0: talk about we we'll talk about midfield. We'll I about mean, uh, later. Can I
3: just can I just say well, something with Jason Knight? He's got the energy and the bit and the ability to make to make the late runs into the area, but nobody's feeding in the ball to be able to do that. I well, mean, he's back, able to pop up, up to everywhere. And,
0: old, we're coming back to that. Yeah, old that's, old problem the prob- that's the problem. That's the problem. I midfield. think. he...
3: This is oh this is a utopia because um will we ever get there? If he had a if he had some like a Cal Naismith, you know, was playing he was playing in midfield, then he could perhaps play a bit further forward in that in he's in that midfield free and he could play play the number and play ten play the number ten, so the number 10 role yeah. and yeah. he could arrive late on the ball. At the moment we haven't got the luxury, if you like. And oh, God, we're talking about luxuries of being able to do that. Yeah. So he's feeding on he's feeding on scraps. We're just not able to get him in the game. But midfielders have also got to uh, provide defensive cover, and he's not doing that. You know, he's when you go from defensive cover to defensive liability, then you've got a problem.
0: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so there we are, one 0 down. Half time approaching, and we're thinking, well, that's not. Yeah, it's not too bad. I have, uh, I actually placed a bet yesterday, and it was sort of draw at half time, Leeds at full time, and I bet on Leeds as well because I thought, you know, I'm going to get some out of my Saturday. Traitor, traitor, I David. 30, I put thirty. Report I'm, no, I'm reporting put, you to the FA. Yeah, no, I just put thirty quid on on Leeds. Yeah, I didn't get much. Uh, twenty. I put twenty. Did you
3: Did you give Ivan Tony? Did you I give Ivan Tony a ring?
0: I didn't give Ivan Tony a ring. I put twenty quid. I put twenty quid on. Uh, Leads, so that was a, a, a payout on thirty. And I did half time, full time. That paid out. Only put two quid on that, and then I put. I thought oh, I'll have a little dab. I put a draw, which is the one that I lost. But anyway,
3: just as we how, much did, eat, how much did you win? Come on, you've got that far. total fourteen
0: pounds sixty-five. There we
3: go. Oh well, no well. <laughs> um, <laughs> four minutes, I'm, I'm, minutes. I can see why you. I can see why you didn't mention it. I'm
0: sorry. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't great. Four minutes into time added on for Naki's injury. So although Naki didn't score, the fact that he was injured created the extra time for our goal. And Mark, we've got our own version of uh, Rory de Lappe in uh, in, uh, in in Harry Cornick. I mean, it was his throw that was struggled behind, well, not ended up going for a corner. Um, TGH took it, Naismith header, um, yeah, you
3: know, that was unexpected, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, I nearly, I nearly spat my tea over the screen watching that. I mean, yeah, it was a, it was a good corner from, from uh, Hickman, and uh, he arrived on a ball. But yeah, totally unexpected because we expect half of our corners to, to be played short. Now or, or give it back to the opposition and then defend defend uh, a, a you know transitional attack, but yeah, but it was great. He arrived on the ball and Cal Naismith. I don't think he he, uh, he he gets you know the goals he deserves. He won the corner because Arizama came in uh, and he swiveled and and this shot was deflected for the corner in the first place. So uh, that was well worth it. But totally again, you know, a total shot for City to score from a corner. Put it away, and that
0: that oh, was uh, that was fantastic. Won all that half-time, perhaps yeah. undeserved, but who cares? Who okay. so cares? That comes as a surprise to you Ian, the goal, and it was a decent corner from uh, Taylor Garner Hickman. Because when he can take a dead ball kick like that, as somebody said, I think it was on the otib or it might have been Twitter feed. You know, it gives the heading ability of Naismith in the box. But nice to get it at that time, crucial really, wasn't it?
4: Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I mean, well, you said it all really. Good corner, good header, and Leeds aren't very good at defending set pieces, are they?
0: No.
4: Uh, and uh, if you, you know, there's been criticism of Max. I wouldn't swap him for the lad they've got, Melier. who cost him money. Who cost? You know, a he, lot he, of money. he just punch. He punches the ball after time. He, he punches everything. Yeah. So no, I, I'd um. Yeah. The. Decent goal, header from a corner, which is very unusual for us. Decent corner, which is very unusual for us. So, well done. Yeah.
0: Okay, I'll stick with you, in into the second half. And, uh, you know, how many did they have there at Leeds? Was it over 30,000, obviously? 36. 36, 36,000. Probably one of the biggest crowds of the day in the whole country because there's only four Premiership games. But, uh, you know, the crowd weren't particularly vociferous, but they had something to cheer. Go, poor goal to concede again? What Take us through the goal as you saw it, Ian.
4: Well, Joel Pirro, they signed from Swansea, who was playing behind Rutter in 4-2-3-1, uh, was totally unmarked on the edge of the box. Had a fair bit of time, so he wasn't marked. Naismith didn't get close enough to him to close him down. He shot, the ball went through Naismith's legs. And Max looked either unsighted or flat-footed. As the ball way i don't i won't say it trickled but it wasn't a rocket by any means and uh, it went into his bottom left-hand corner mm. uh, i personally i think he should have done better with it but he seemed flat-footed to start with so he was either unsighted or um he just wasn't ready for the shot and thought or thought it would be blocked and
0: naismith you say not covering a player it was Pirro's fifth. Goal of uh, the season. I mean, yeah. it, 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 if we look at the last four games, you know he's been involved in in critical moments. Certainly Stoke's third goal. We picked him up for not tracking his man. There is this. Yeah. Is this part of him? The manager fancies him as a defender, but he's just not got that defensive mindset of getting the right side of the attacker.
4: Well, there's 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 a couple of things. Number one, if he doesn't play there, who does? The second, the second thing is, do I think he's better in midfield? Yeah. And if Rob Atkinson was fit, Rob Atkinson would be playing there and Carl would be playing in midfield, possibly uh, to the expense of uh, Joe Williams. Yeah. So, yeah um, or or you could even, at the moment, if you wanted to play a, a, a true 4-3-3, um, you could leave Jason Knight out. But it, it's... And then I think it depends, are you playing home or are you playing
0: You leave Jason Knight out of that, then you've got no pace in the middle at all. Because, I mean, Matty James, I looked at him yesterday and he's just there. He's just protecting the back four because you're not seeing him going on any lung-busting runs or anything like that. Yeah, but that's not
4: the player he is. And Naismith, Naismith, you you, you know what you're going to get with Cal Naismith. You know what you're going to get with Matty James. You know what you're going to get with Joe Williams. Which comes to my point, if you haven't got anyone else that can play there, who'd you play? I mean, the the alternative is you is you, you blood one of the youngsters like Arroya uh, Arroyo or Campbell Slowey in that defensive position. Night the Bell. Yeah, Knight uh, um, not necessarily Night the Bell's right right sided. All right.
3: Yeah. I don't agree. Well, there is a change he could make, and he did. He was forced to last season, but he he's obviously doesn't want to do it. It's to move Campering uh, back to left left uh, centre back, and where he was playing, and he was playing Jade Silva at the end of the season, wouldn't he, with the injuries last season? So he could do that. That will give him the ability to move Naismith forward and play. We could play more risk and reward reward football. But going back to that goal. Kamara was behind was behind uh, uh, Piro as well. There was nobody tracking back, squeaks, you know, trot, you know, uh, covering that ball. Naismith should have been closer to to Piro, but uh, there was nobody, you know. There was Kamara was behind him, so we we just didn't cover that position at all. It was you know that that's the problem.
0: Well, two one to them, and then uh, the substitutions. The first of uh, two by substitutions. Uh, Taylor Gardner Hickman goes off King comes on and then Joe Williams comes off Tommy Conway comes on um I hadn't seen before but from any of our players of late although apparently it's not the first time Williams has done so but he didn't look too happy about coming off Joe Williams did he Mark No
3: he was um he, he was he was he was very annoyed uh he, the camera pans to him on the bench I mean that's a good thing you know when a player looks annoyed to be coming off but uh, I think the feeling was he was, you know, one of our better midfield players. Perhaps we're setting the bar, bar bar a bit low, but he wasn't any any worse than James. He was miles better than than Jason Knight. Uh, was he the right the right person to be coming off? You know, it meant a re a rejig, um, a little bit in the form in the formation. I don't know if it had made a lot of difference, but yeah, he was really peed off to to come off.
0: Yeah, and we say rejigging in the formation. It was putting Mark Sykes at right back, wasn't it? Yes.
3: Yeah, yeah. Which he which he can do. You know, he's he's done that before. When, but at uh, least it involves
0: him in the game a little bit more. Back there, because I think for two games running, he's been crap.
3: Well, he he just was not really. We we never saw him take on it. Take on his uh, his fullback when we when the opportunity was there early in the game to stretch the game, but we already. We already got a peep out of of Sykes in that game. He just disappeared.
0: Yeah. Uh, Ian, the the first pair of substitutions, uh, TGH for King. I mean, yeah, it's TGH for King. I mean, really, it was Williams. King coming into midfield, wasn't it? Yes, is that right? And then Sykes going, and then allowing Tommy Conway uh, to come on. Um, what, What did you think of those two and the timing? I
4: thought that I was glad... I was glad tommy came on i don't i don't think joe williams should have been taken off um and uh i can understand him being slightly peeved when the obvious substitution was to get Knight off and get conway into the team and that's less disruptive um yeah you could swap swap andy king out if you want a bit more composure in midfield he'll give you that uh, but no I, I at the time i would have that was a subject in fact i'd have made that substitution at half time so that conway could play that slightly deeper central role or if you wanted to um do what i've suggested doing on a few occasions and play two up top it, it's not a league well, we
0: keep saying that we keep saying that ian playing two up top and you know uh, uh, but as you say you know we keep doing the same thing week in week out he's set on this format that he derived by virtue of having a crap Christmas and then we've been playing this way ever since Swansea uh, away in the cup isn't it but you know the man is not for turning it would seem um I had a little i hadn't got a note here of a little chance for them when uh, Somerville uh put in a shot Max touched that on uh onto the bar. But I'll stick with you, Ian. Um, The second set of substitutions come in on 66 minutes. So a little bit risky because by then we've used all five with still a quarter of the game remaining. But Knight finally going off for Weiman and then Sambal being replaced by uh, Mehmeti at last getting some minutes on the pitch. The timing and the contribution of those players as you saw it for the remainder of the game?
4: Well, the contribution was poor from both of them. Um, I think you can understand why he's, he's not been bringing metty on. He's preferred to bring Roberts on, who has got a left foot. Um, and to Mark's point about moving can bring in one. Yes, it would release Naismith into midfield. But it, once again, you're playing people in positions they can play as, a, as opposed to their best position. And I don't think Roberts is quite good enough defensively uh, to play there at the moment against the better teams in the championship. He might come in and prove me totally wrong. But if I was seeing Roberts in the side, it would probably be in front of Pring on that wide left midfield position, which I know it, he wouldn't say is his best position. But uh, with those substitutions, I thought memetti he started OK. But as soon as they found out, he always wanted to pull the ball back on his right foot. Uh, he did put in one half decent cross with his left foot. But he wasn't really in the game and towards the end of the game, we tired and we really couldn't give them the ball enough. And, and yeah. Mimetti, I think he's playing with fear, Mameti. I think he's frightened. Well, he, I think you're right, wrong. Dave. I think he's not he's not the confident, cocky lad that arrived here. And um, we seem to have coached um, half a yard of ability out of him. We so, coached the Maverick out of him, which was the main reason for signing him. I mean, Yeah, well, we, I
0: he was he was he was, was, was playing.
3: Yeah, he was playing against Archie Gray, uh, part of the Gray dynasty. Uh, with, you know, with uh, Eddie and Frankie and, uh, and and young Andy and and, uh, and and now and now him, who's seventeen years old, who grew into the game and looked very mature, very confident in t- in terms of tackling and carrying yeah. the ball forward. And like I said, he's only seventeen and looks a very good prospect for them. But with Mameti, he tries to show that he's on the left-hand side, always looking to go back onto his right foot, and two or three opportunities he had in, in, in uh, near a corner flag, lost the ball, and then yeah. we're defending back another 50, six, 60 yards. Perhaps in, sometimes he needed a little bit more support, but I, I, you know, just take the ball, go for the man on on the, uh, on the outside, and try and win a corner. Just, yeah. just do. Do something, mix it up a little bit. If you're gonna, you know, it's just so predictable when you go back on your right and on, on your right foot, the, the defenders thinking, "Nice, I'll just take it off you," and then you defend it.
0: And away you go. And that young yep. lad Gray certainly did that. Good to see. We've got, uh, I think it's a, a, a Leeds contributor on the chat feed here, just backing up what I'd said. Uh, that somebody else had put on Twitter Darren said uh, good yesterday nice to see a team come to Ellen Road and try and play for three points rather than sit back and hold on for a draw and then he said we looked a decent team and the season's still early doors wouldn't be surprised if they're there or thereabouts for playoff positions very nice of you to say that Darren I wish we shared your confidence and we try and be as upbeat as we can Mark I'll stick with you Andy Vyman, uh, you know <laughs> he's just not a shadow of the player he was now the season before last yeah uh, he had a chance very late on. um, Similar as somebody showed to what he had at Leicester, the ball going right over the far side of the post and, you know, a difficult angle to shoot. He shot again this time. It was blocked by Byron. But him and Williams and King and James, four players are out of contract in the summer. Would you, it's different, would you, it's not us, it's Nigel or what the budget goes to, would you which of those? Let me ask you that. Which of those players would you give a new contract to next summer? Of those that quartet.
3: So just that's Viman, James. James Williams and King. Um, Williams and James. I think we, we, you know, we. I think we may have seen the best of, best of Vyman, although. It, it, you know when he when he was doing well it was in a decent it was in a decent front three i don't think he's playing in his best position best position which is down the center or as is a, is a number 10. um nigel prefers to play him on the right hand side of of, of of that of that three in a four in a four two three one so is he in the best best position we we don't know but yeah, okay. I give, I give, I give, um, I give uh, Matty James a one-year contract considering his age. Williams a push, but I mean, of those four players, are they gonna are they are they gonna make us any better? Are we gonna go anywhere no. with those four well, players? And that's, that's that's the that's, that's the question. Yeah. But if they go, are we gonna replace them with any? We probably could replace them with like for like, but we're gonna be we're, we're gonna be shopping in in League One or League or League Two and every time we, we talk about spending money now i think of those two words that uh, steve Lansdowne said that next nest egg and recoiled because it looks like we just want to sell our best players i know lots of teams sell their best players but city seems to be minded to do that and build up a build build up a pile of cash that's not reinvested it's um, just going back to the owner because he, he wants the club to be more sustainable so right. we're just going to be we're, we're going to be uh mid-table looking down or down look even further down looking up
0: mm, ian i'll ask you the same question that quartet that i've just named i mean andy king's probably going to get a uh, coaching contract i don't know whether I i don't know whether pearson's best better friends with king or james maybe give them both coaching contracts but i'm
4: asking you who would you give contracts to off that four? Well, Mark, to look looking at Mark's point, he's quite correct. It depends who else we can buy. If you can't play, if you can't sign better players than that, firstly, you're not going to do any better than you have previously, um, because they won't get better as they get older. Um, but it does, um, it does come to the point: who can we sign? that's better than them and if you can sign four players i mean andy king will move into coaching possibly not not with us um but um i think uh, if we can get better players than those then you say thanks lads bye uh if we can then you do your best to sign them on slightly extended deals, which if it's only a one-year deal and they can get something, say, for three years in League One at this stage of their um career, they might think, well, possibly better off doing that. Or they okay. might get a two-year deal. Say for example, James can't get uh is offered a one year deal here. He might get a, a two-year deal. It's somewhere like Coventry or Huddersfield or Portsmouth if they got promoted from League One. Well, or- well, yeah, but I'm talking about if he wanted to stay in the Championship. So, yeah. you know, Millwall's another another club that might think. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, to- for
0: what it's worth, I think I would give Matty James a contract. I think King will be a coaching contract either with us or, as you say, could be elsewhere. Uh, Williams and Viman, no. I mean, we're seeing. You know, with what we've seen of Joe Williams, we've had more minutes of more minutes of him on the pitch. But I don't know what he offers. He's not creative. He doesn't score. You know, he gives away rash tackles sometimes. Witness the Rotherham game early doors there. You know, what is Joe Williams? And I'm sorry, but Andy Vine with,
3: with his with with his descent. He's got three bookings now, a couple more of those, and he's he's got a one-match ban. Yeah. I think and, he's and been better I'm this season. I've never been a fan I, think he, I think he's I think he's better this season than he has been. But when he scored goals last season, it was arrived, You know, it was away games where he arrived late on the ball against Rotherham, uh and West Brom. We just don't see him making those deep runs. We don't see him at home uh, do, doing that. Um, we just. I don't know, he might be a victim of, of how poor poor we're playing, but at the end of the day he's got to make the difference. And
0: he doesn't. And know. Ian's just said he's the one that gets left out of the midfield trio for Naismith when we've got a decent back four. But it,
3: well, it, we say that, but I think we I think I think we're only I can only think of one game where he where because of Naismith's injuries last season where he played there, and it gave us all this fantastic uh luxury vision of, of Naismith playing with Scott in in the West Brom game in the FA Cup where Naismith was great in central midfield, yeah. he broke up play, he passed the ball, he passed the ball brilliantly, and enabled Scott to play further forward, and we thought, oh that, that that that's going to be like that the rest of the season. then he got injured and it disappeared.
0: Yeah, it's really good to, no, look, you know my view is on Viman. I think he's, he had the, his, his golden boot season was the season before last, as everybody said, he played in a front three that was, you know, we didn't expect it to do as well as it did in terms of our league position wasn't great, but as a unit, they played well as a unit and Weiman benefited there. I don't see a player who's coming on and really altering the game. Now, interesting, we still got Darren Brown with us uh, on the, the chat feed here. Uh, he doesn't hear us every week. <laughs> so, because he's saying, do you think comparing Bristol players against what is effectively a Leeds Premiership squad, a fair appraisal, losing 2 1 is not too bad a result and shows they are at least competitive? What do you say to that comment, Ian? I mean, you know, we can be, we are known as the miserable old Gits, the hypercritical, non affiliated to the club podcast, unlike others I won't mention. But do you think Darren's got a fair point that we're just piling in? And it was Leeds, you know, and they were in the Premier League for the last couple of three seasons.
4: Well, I was I was looking at Leeds home form, and it's not like they've blown teams away and won lots of games, and that could be because, as Darren said, sides have gone there and sat in. But if you then move to Leeds away, um. Their record is played five, one, two, drew one, lost two, and they've only scored eight goals and conceded seven. So I mean, it's not a terrible away record, but it puts them ninth in in the division um, uh, as a sorry uh, as an away side. So I think you can keep saying that. Um, people said it a lot last season with Watford in clubs. Well, they've got parachute money, so so what we just give them the three points and don't don't turn up um i, I it, it's 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 thinking that keeps us mediocre yeah and you say that about parachute
0: money and if you look at the top six as it stands today leicester yes ipswich no preston no sunderland no leeds yes birmingham no yeah so right. there's something so,
4: but- so we've got to stop this oh we are not worthy um way of going about playing football mm. uh, and uh, oh well you know if we can go there and get something and and you know, people are using this expression free hit is to say well we're not that good and it, it it puts me in mind of when you're a league one club and you draw man city and you just go out there and you have a lovely day out and you take a lot of fans who normally wouldn't cross the road to watch you and off you go um and, and i think we've got to get over that Well, we
0: have that, that mentality at leicester a fortnight ago wasn't it we took three and a half thousand fans there. oh look we're playing yeah. against the 2016 league champions oh it's a lovely day out look we're all up from bristol whoopee doo
4: you know yeah exactly right and i I'd, I'd rather do what cal Naismith said in and you know perhaps not be as popular with with fans of other clubs but start winning a few uh winning a few games mm. um because you know that's the last three games that's a home defeat to stoke uh, a terrible performance saved by Tommy Conway at Rotherham and another defeat at Leeds. So it, it's, we're about, as I said, where we are in the well, table. We've lost,
0: three out, we've lost three out of four. We've lost three out of the last four. Mark, yeah. um, Carl Naismith did an interview, uh, after the game that was said to be refreshingly honest. You heard the interview. I've sort of listened to part of it. Um, the question that was missing uh, for me was that should have been what is it that what is it that Luton had that we don't have because he talked about quality. I know he talked about quality in the team, but what you know, what did you think of that interview? And you know, that's a valid question. What did Luton have that we haven't? Is it a method of play, an identity? Because you know, yes
3: yeah they had, they had an ident they had an identity um two big forwards in Carlton Morris and uh, on a oh god I'll, on in uh,
0: something like that no what's Adebayo. the guy's
3: name addeb addeb uh and you know some some good some good fo- uh, full they were they were they were they were solid and it was a two a two year project i mean these things sometimes are a one year project if you look at barnsley be- because the wage the wages aren't going to be uh, enormous, but there are players like um, like Petty, uh, Pelly, oh God, I can't remember his name, the double-barrelled name uh, midfielder who've been there since they were in League Two who've come up, or in non-league, non-league. yeah, in non-league uh, who've, who've come up, and they, the the belief is there and um they they brought in some lone some, brought in some loan players and they've got they got an they got an identity they know how to they know how to play they're confident they're solid they play percentages sometimes and that's the difference it's just in sometimes in in terms of the decision decision making and i bet they can not you know they they don't get the injury problems that that we do uh and they're able to to dig out to dig out results on a consistent basis. Well, they they have
0: they haven't I mean they've been found out this season because they, although they won at Everton last week they lost in midweek to Burnley didn't What well, wait I mean Luton comparatively they're punching
3: way above their weight playing in the Premier League but fair play to them. People might sneer at them but uh you know I I, they got, I'd rather be a not, I'd rather be as i rather be as being than I never was. I, I, mean, got they, there. I
0: mean we've waited. They got 40, there, for, they got there through 40. through
3: they got they got there through results and an hard work and an identity and we would love to be in their position. We would love to be there. I don't care. You know, they got a result at Everton, they're gonna find it hard because like a lot of the teams, it's scoring goals, is it is scoring goals in the Premier League that's difficult. Same thing with Sheffield United this season. You know they brought on the likes of Cameron Archer. They splashed the cash a bit, but they can't score goals. I mean, the other week they were that close to beating beating Spurs, but they you know conceded two goals in injury time. That's the difficulty when you get to the Premier League. Half chances get put in the back of the net. You cannot give you cannot give quality players an inch uh, in the, in the Premier League. Yeah. But we would love to swap places with them. They've done brilliantly. Crap grounds. Uh, but they you know they've got an identity they've got a group of players that work their asses off uh you know they play a certain style and that's why they're in the premier league we we haven't got any consistency we can't uh, keep the we keep the players fit our recruitment isn't that great by comparison and we're a mid-table championship team what do we want to do about it yeah, you don't have so to spend I mean, a fortune you up, but you have you to recruit summed, well
0: you summed it you've summed it up it's just it's just so bloody frustrating, you know. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sat here looking at the league table at the moment. You know, I wonder how Cardiff fans are feeling. You know, I mean, they got a new manager. They, they haven't exactly splashed the cash. You know, you look at West Brom. I mean, they they've seen better days. Look at Coventry. Well, they, they financially,
3: know, they're right in this. They're, they're right in, hock, aren't they? They're millions. You know, Middlesbrough middle
0: the now have put together a run of form. You know, it's mm. just it's me. You know, we're all having the same. We're all having the same. I mean, Preston. What was it? They've lost three in a row now. But Ian, but they, I,
3: I think they, they got rid of a few players, and I think they were punching above their weight. So they, they, they've done well. I mean, yeah, it's they, been like it's been like a it's been like a pacemaker who's being caught at the moment. But Preston started the season really well. They did something similar last season without the goals. Last okay. season they went seven games without conceding. So they've done well. So yeah.
0: what's the answer, Ian? What's what? What is the bloody answer? Because you know <laughs> we are. We are becoming, on this podcast, we're becoming, you know, we could almost record and edit the teams out for when we play a top team or a mediocre performance. We're saying the same old thing, week in, week out. And you've said on more than one occasion, you know, if you keep doing the same thing, you'll keep doing the same thing. So what's got to
4: bloody change? Well, what's got to change is the inertia that we find ourselves in at the moment. We're a, a club and a team that's going nowhere. And we're very pleased with ourselves. And uh, as we said in the podcast last week, I think a lot of our fans would be happy to stay in the championship and see more of the same, Uh, which strikes me as odd. But unfortunately, that's that's where we are. Um, It it is, um, I mean, the, the amount of people... I used to go with and see down there that I when well, I bump into now, um, or they ring me up or I ring them up and they say I haven't been down there for three or four games. Oh no, I didn't bother with a season ticket. I you know and that's a lot of people now. Fortunately for the club, those people appear to have been replaced by if you I suppose it's it's a younger generation of uh, of fans. That have come in, and perhaps their expectations aren't as high. Um, but at the moment, we've we've got inertia, and I think we We have no inertia. We're just treading water, aren't we? Yeah, it, 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 it's a, a, a complete. Well, I don't know. It, it, we're like in stall mode, if you will, or on pause, waiting for something to happen, and, and then what I, I say to people who say, "Well, we need to improve this," and, and, and we think we can improve that, and. Need, how's it going to happen? Are we suddenly going to get all the players fitting on form? Okay, we had Chris Honor on the pod during the week, said you'll never get that at any football club. And to, to Mark's point about Luton, the first season Luton made the playoffs, they had an awful number of injuries, awful number of injuries. But they still came through. And I think that goes to the character of the club. It goes into the leadership at the club and I'm talking about top level leadership. I'm not talking about the manager and the coach or the coach. I'm talking about the owners, the board. And I just think that there is that, I don't know, I'll call it a mediocrity. I think uh, mediocrity is embraced by some people as being some kind of success. As I say, I don't understand it. but for, for some people, I mean, you've only got to look at how well our attendances have held up to think that my my opinion is probably in a minority. Um, some people seem to. They're, they're still there. They still enjoy it. Now, what would happen if we got relegated? I don't know. But Ashton Gate is a very different ground than it used to be. It's not as hostile as it once was um, that you don't get that. I'm not saying an atmosphere you do get an atmosphere but it, it's not the i don't know yeah fortress, it's not
0: fortress ashton like it used to be okay well, well people not, people people said that ashton. Ashton. yeah so
4: we've Sorry, never been a we've never been at one of the clubs that you know like millwall were unbeaten for a bit no, no we're
0: not we're not like that but there were there were years no we're not
4: we're not very good at home that's where most of the people watch the football and, but and they're accepting mediocrity by looking well, at the, uh, yeah look at the set the ticket sales i mean we're still
0: getting well, a, we're still getting five thousand between four and five thousand pay on the day and that's on the back i mean it'll be interesting to see what the attendances are the next
3: couple of games. Sorry, Mike, you were going to make a point just a moment ago. Well, I mean, even Leeds. So I've I've heard Leeds fans say, you know, when you get rid of the you know big big open terraces and the scratching shed, that hostility because you have all seat to stadia and nice and nice new stands which do sanitise support. Um, I've you know Leeds. I remember Leeds fans saying it, it's now a, a a teddy bear pit compared to a bear pit. You just yeah. don't get the opportunity. Yeah. It just sanitises the, the sound quality and 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 the, and yeah. the hostility all that right. comes that comes with, with upgrades. But I think it all comes down to we 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 bang on about how great we are as a club. We do well in the community. We got nice training facilities by God, why do we call it a high performance center? We're making a rod for our own back there. But at the end of the day, it's not matched by performances on the pitch and entertainment. And Ian is right, the 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 support's holding up. The support is there for a for a Premier League club. The facilities yeah. are there for a Premier League club. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe in terms of, of in terms of entertainment mindset, and
0: performance. It's mindset. It's yeah. a mindset. Yeah. Now, just, to, to, just to pick up on Darren, who's been a welcome contributor today on the text. Do we think Preston and Ipswich can maintain their forming position in the league? And once injuries start to take effect, do they have strength in depth? I think the answer is that Preston's form has gone a little bit out of the window now anyway. Ipswich, you know, their backroom team is people that were... Backroom team, uh, Ashton Gate, under the Ashton era, and we all said part of the problem we had with injuries, not only this season, but for the seasons prior to this, was down to varying inadequacies. So, you know, they seem to have got it right so far. Habits, which got strength in depth, or Preston, I would say. No, they haven't. But uh, but there we go. Okay, But, well, they inter- tw-
3: but they're the top. But they're the top scorers in this division. They're entertaining. <laughs> yeah, they're and, scoring more yeah, than two goals a game. Wes they're playing Burns. risk and reward football, and that's great for them. Their fans And, Wes, they, and That's I think.
0: down to the coach. Wes Burns yeah. is a regular starter in their side that you know didn't make it. Didn't make it with us. So we got uh, a week off, which is uh, very nice to have. Then we've got a batch of five before the next international break, which go Coventry at home, Mark Ashton's Ipswich at home, Cardiff away, Sheffield Wednesday home, QPR away, you know, I mean, I'm surprised Gareth Ainsworth is uh, still in a job, because they seem to get beaten with repeated uh, uh, regularity the same thing Uh, I've got, I want 10 points I want 10 points from the next uh, from the next five games is that achievable, Mark?
3: Yes if we, um, if we show some consistency. So we've got Coventry. Just go through those again, home.
0: David. Coventry and Ipswich home. Cardiff away. Sheffield Wednesday home. QPR away.
3: I don't see why we can't beat uh, Cardiff, Sheffield Wednesday and, uh, and uh, Q, Q, QPR. But then again, we're, we're Bristol City. I mean, it took us 40 years to get a win at QPR, and I think we won five on the bounce now. So, uh, you know why shouldn't we beat QPR away? Everybody else is doing it, so why shouldn't we? Well, we Sheffield won't. Wednesday, Sheffield Wednesday are just awful this season. Why they got rid of Darren Moore? God only knows. Um, they're just you know they haven't won a game this this season. That was a stupid thing to do, uh, unfair to Darren Moore, considering what he did in the playoff semi-final and getting him over line in the final against Barnsley to rewarded with the sack was was bloody awful decision. Um and Cardiff are, 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 are Cardiff, but I think Coventry around about um where we are in the league. They've only lost two. They've drawn six and and, and won three. Um so they're about where they are. I've lost good players in Guycares. Uh, brought in, brought in Ellis Sims. Harmers gone to Sheffield United as well, but they still try, like trying to play, play football. And the Mark Robbins, somebody you know, we perhaps oh, would well, like Mark to Robbins, see. Mark Robbins, who yeah, who, we uh, perhaps we would uh, like uh, to see. him. Like an
0: infatuation with him, obviously.
3: Yeah, well, you know, he's d- he's done very well in two two spells at, Co- at Coventry and got gotten very close to Premier League this season. He's he's done well. We we would like to have been in 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 their in their position. Um, yeah, 10 points. Why Why not? But until we show some consistency, that could go up the Swanee, couldn't it? I think yeah. Ian would agree.
0: Ian, what do you think? I mean, I'd like to get 10. I look at
4: 10. Yeah. I would think the most I can see looking at those games you've listed is eight. Right. Eight points from 15. And that's with two wins in two draws and one defeat. Yeah. Um, to be honest, Dave, I honestly, if you asked me to make a prediction for the Coventry game at home and the Ipswich game at home. Wouldn't have I'd, a clue, would we? I'd, I'd be absolutely, de- I wouldn't be confident. I'd be absolutely delighted if we could pick up four points. Yeah. Those two. Uh, Cardiff is is a derby. And, and as we know, that can go either way. Hopefully, uh, Tommy will be back fully fit in fire and in starting for all those, because we simply aren't good enough as a team to leave him out. Um, And um, then Wednesday, I mean, look, we know we are the kings of turnaround for other clubs. And that goes back decades where a club's totally out of form. They've hardly scored a goal, never mind won a game all season. They come to Ashton Gate and they win. Where are the patches? Where are the patches? Players coming back it after would never, it? it would never yeah. surprise me if, if Wednesday came down. It was their first away win and their first win. Yeah,
0: okay, well, I can remember Crystal Palace. This was on Match of the Day. Let me yeah. just say uh, that The Alan, Alan Whittle game. You've got to remember it. November 1973, Crystal Palace hadn't had a single win all season. And they came to Ashton Gate. It was on Match of the Day, one of those rare occasions. You remember it. God, aren't we sad bastards, Ian, that we can remember a match was almost exactly 50 years ago in not fact so much of the, hey
4: not not so much of the sad
0: <laughs> but uh, i reckon to the day because we're playing sheffield the first weekend in november i reckon that was
4: the first week in november that we lost that and, well my, you know to my to my point dave it, it wouldn't surprise me if they came down in one and as i was saying to, so there was a guy sat next to me who, who said oh i get down here about two games a season uh i brought my dad uh my dad down and he's a season ticket holder but he's not so good on his legs anymore so i come down with him to uh look after him a bit uh and he said what what do you think the result's going to be against stoke and i said i've got absolutely no idea i i don't i don't fancy us to win i don't necessarily think we're going to lose you don't know we Could don't know be a draw. I, I just don't know because we're not this this consistency again and if you've got inconsistent players Then you can have an inconsistent team and that's where we and that's unfortunately that's where where we finished up
0: and it's how it's how
4: consistent
0: amidst the mediocrity of the division we can be because to put it in in never mind the midweek results but if you look at like southampton a week ago they beat leeds 3-1 yeah then southampton won away in midweek and then we won away at rotherham and then rotherham go to southampton and rather than get a point at Southampton yesterday, and Southampton were a premiership team last season, it just shows... We don't know. I mean, 10 would be absolutely brilliant. Eight, as you said, Ian, would be okay, yeah? Anything less, if you're starting down, getting in the seven and six, you then, because after this next batch of five, we are one game over a third of the way through the season. So we're on 15 points now. We want to be on a number of points that begins with a two. Otherwise, yeah, the Pearson index and certainly with uh, the owner, I just wonder whether he's sort of gearing himself up for, you know, a change in the new year. If we start stumbling, I have to say, I think if we started stumbling and we started stumbling towards the bottom of the table in the bad zone, we're not that many points away from that could we see ourselves getting out of it and i'm not even, don't even want to talk about that now because we're not there but if we did get on this downward spiral through poor inconsistency it could be a very worrying new year particularly as there's going to be no no money you know i don't think he's going to spend if we're struggling you know i don't think he's going to spend if uh, we're we're in touching distance, and as we are at the moment, we're in touching distance. Final point from Darren there. Good to see how Bristol do against Ipswich. Good marker for your aspirations. Yeah, I'd agree with that. You know, if, and as Ian said, if we could get
4: four points from the upcoming two home games, just like we did a few weeks ago, it would, yeah. Dave. It would. It would never, never surprise me. To see us lose against Coventry and beat
0: Ipswich. What you do know is that we're unlikely to win two games on the spin. Because if we beat Coventry, oh, yeah. They're, yeah, they're how many line, years yeah. again? Over 50 years, you know, oh look, get get excited on the Saturday. Oh look, we're home again on Tuesday. Oh, yeah? Big yeah. Big disappointment. Big disappointment. Only time that yeah. ever change once. You're probably season before you started going in. and this was season 69, 70. Got my memory is doing somersaults today, Sixty nine seventy. We played Norwich at home on a Saturday, early September, and it was nil-nil at halftime. The crowd were chanting Dix out because the manager at the time was Alan Dix. We ended up stuffing We ended up stuffing Norwich 4-0 on the 4-0. Saturday. Oh, well, there's Charlton. And then on the Tuesday night, beat Charlton 6-0. Ten goals with none... Uh, in two home games what we'd settle for that Mark, Ian thanks for your contribution we'll be back after the Coventry game on a Sunday it'll be a fortnight today recording that thanks for all our listeners record number of people today listening uh, to the live feed so thanks for joining us on your Sunday morning and thanks Uh, Darren Brown yeah, and thanks to Darren yeah. Brown for the good, to luck, good luck the rest of the season. Yeah. Good luck the rest luck of the season, guys. Darren. Yeah, good luck to you guys, Leeds and Martin. And thanks, everybody. Thanks. Have a great couple of weeks before we see you again. All the best, everyone. Bye bye now. Cheers all. Bye bye. Bye bye.
2: I feel happy, as happy as a king when the red, red Robin comes bob, 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 and along, along. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts throbbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up, cheer up. The sun is red. Live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again doing what I did again. Singing a song. When Rid Rid Robin's are bub, bub, bubbing along. Robin comes bob bob bobbing along along. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you head, get up, get up, get out of bed, cheer up, cheer up. The sun is red, live, love, laugh and be happy. What if i been blue? Now I'm walking through fields A flower. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When the out, bob- It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you still the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and times supply, see mcdonalds.com.